I'm Marvin. And I'm Burr. And this is the Balboa Horizons podcast. Today, our topic that we're going to be talking about is getting help for drug and alcohol addiction for families. You know, Bert, we're talking about families, you know, there may be a lot of people out there that don't necessarily know what addiction recovery entails. What would you say to someone who's using heroin, Xanax, or even alcohol, you know, what would be their first steps on seeking help? Well, uh, the first step in the recovery process for many, especially for the drugs that you just named, heroin, Xanax, and alcohol, um, a, a uh, detox, a medically managed detox is going to be essential. Okay. And so, you know, the medically managed detox, let's talk about that, for instance. So what would be the difference between, between like, a say, a hospital-type situation or, or a residential tr- a treatment setting. Do you know what those, could you speak on those differences? Well, sure. Uh, the hospital is the highest level of care for a detox, um, not always necessary. For somebody coming off um, extremely high amounts of alcohol or benzodiazepines where they have exhibited uh, a past history of, of having seizures when they detox, mm-hmm. uh, there are times when we would want that hospi- uh, person in the hospital. But for most people, um, a thorough assessment is done to see if, if they can be in a residential detox. At Balboa Horizons, uh, we can take a fairly high level of acuity because uh, not only is our medical director, psychiatrist, uh, Elizabeth Roberts, uh, managing each client's care, we have 24-hour nursing to make sure the needs of the client are met mm-hmm. and that they're, they're done in a, in a safe way. So, you know, safety and comfort are keys. Uh, we're, we're most concerned with safety. The addict alcoholic is, is concerned with comfort. It's terrifying. Uh, and uh, coming off these drugs, clients experience very high levels of anxiety and depression. And so we want to make sure they have some pharmacologic support to get them through the most severe of those withdrawal symptoms and to get them through it safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so talking about that anxiety involved and, you know, families often face these people in their worst moments. You know, their loved ones are in panic mode um, because whether or not, you know, they have drugs or not, they need help. And so, but they, they want to get the right help. How do, how do you talk them through that process as if you were a mom or a dad? How do you get your loved one to say, this is the place this is where you need to go to get the help that you want, and they're going to help. Well, reinforcing that their way isn't working, and uh, they're going to need uh, more help than they think they do. Uh, I've yet to meet an alcoholic or an addict that didn't underestimate the severity of their illness and overestimate their ability to deal with it on their own. Uh, you've, you've got to be able to acknowledge that you need help. And then for the family, it's it's. I understand that this is a crisis situation and and this is why we want them to be working with professionals that can guide them through the process of getting their loved one into that first step that that safe detox uh, uh, where their their illness is going to be managed and and we're also going to be preparing them for the next phase of their journey which is uh, generally it's residential treatment gotcha so you know so the detox is just the beginning. 
you know, if, if I was a family member and I didn't know anything about treatment, detoxification is going to be the first step. Um, so the next step would be residential treatment. What does that entail for the addict or the alcoholic that's suffering? Well, uh, for residential treatment, uh, every client coming into Balboa, I'll just use Balboa as, as an example, uh, every client coming in is going to get a thorough psychiatric evaluation. Uh, they're going to meet with their therapist uh, and counselor. Uh, after meeting with our doctor, they're going to have a biopsych social assessment done. And the counselor and the client are going to sit down using the information gathered in those two evaluation tools to map out a treatment plan for them. Mm -hmm. With drugs like heroin, uh, where somebody could be experiencing post-acute withdrawal symptoms for quite a while, four to six weeks, sometimes, the, uh, sometimes it goes into months. Um, a structured residential setting with lots of clinical support around them is, is going to be essential to carry this uh, person through these beginning phases of treatment. Um, we have an evaluation, we have a treatment plan, and the next step is for that client to engage in that process. Uh, while they're doing that, this is an excellent time for families, now that they have a break from the chaos, to, to get as much information as possible and start to do their own work in, in learning about recovery, uh, learning about what treatment is, uh, what, what they can do to be supportive, and, and how they can start to deal with the issues that have been impacting them for a while. Mm. We take a team approach and the family is on our team um, and, and we're encouraging families to, to uh, buy in, if you will, to parallel recovery. And by that I mean while the addict's getting better, the family's getting better, we're, we're going to see far better outcomes uh, when, when everybody's involved. I like to say that uh, I'd rather have a family in recovery than a family with someone in recovery. And again, it's because we're just going to see better outcomes. Okay. So in the admissions department at Balboa Horizons, we get this question all the time from family members. You know, they've been through the ringer. Uh, this is multiple times this has happened. Maybe even they've gone to treatment multiple times. You know, is this going to work? And how do you, you know what I mean? Right. How does that change their... How do you change that perception? Well, it's, it's very common. Uh, families have been defeated for a long time in their efforts to get somebody help. Uh, addiction is one of the most tr treatable diseases out there. And, uh, you know, I don't want to sound simplistic, but, but people that, that follow their, their uh, treatment plans and then follow their aftercare plans while we have appropriate uh, family support going on with that clinical support, peer support, uh, the, pe the people that take direction and follow those plans do quite well. But like any illness, if you're not going to follow your treatment plan, if you're not going to take the doctor's advice, you're not going to get the results you're seeking. Yeah. So, you know, uh, getting the family on board uh, with us and, and following direction from us is going to be one of the most helpful things uh, they can do. Okay, and, and in, as far as so we've gone through detox, we've gone through the residential stage. Now, then what comes after that process? 
Well, at Balboa, you know, we, we have a what we call a continuum of care. And this is, this is treatment in stages. We've got detox. We've got residential. The length of stay in residential is going to be determined by the individual we're working with and their ability to progress through uh, that, that residential treatment. Where we see the most relapses at, is at transition points. Uh, in other words, somebody leaving detox but not going to treatment afterwards, or leaving treatment um, and, and not having enough support uh, at, after that phase. Uh, entering into an intensive outpatient program uh, and then leaving that not having enough uh, support. So what we do is that every phase of treatment as we are uh, helping this person increase their ability to take on life's responsibilities uh, and to be accountable for those things, um, making sure they have clinical support around them and also that they're utilizing peer support that we recommend. Um, so that they can do this in a way that is not overly stressful. Relapse prevention is, is in many ways about stress reduction. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, what we, what we want to see people do is, is uh, take on some challenges, set some different, difficult goals, but achievable goals, uh, and do it in a way where they're maximizing uh, their use of the support that's offered. So. Having that clinical support at those transition points as a person moves back into being a, a productive uh, citizen, a, a, a person that, that is starting to, their world's starting to get bigger, yeah. uh, helping them manage that is, is going to be key. So we, through this continuum of care at every level, uh, we're, we're just making sure the support that individual ne uh, needs is there for them. So you get to see people in their worst possible moments, and you get to see them go through this process. What's that like for you? Well, it's you know, it's it's that's I guess one of the biggest payoffs of of working in behavioral health. Uh, sometimes you know, sometimes I'll say they're crying when they come in, and they're crying when <laughs> they leave. But but they're crying when they leave for a different reason because they have made some some crucial. Uh, relationships with people, not just the clinical staff, but people in treatment. Mm -hmm. And it's, it turns out that this was a crossroads in their life, uh, and uh, the door is opening to, to a transformation that they've been seeking for a long time. So it's very gratifying mm -hmm. uh, to, to see someone who is just, in, as you said, in the worst moments of their life, and, and then couple months down the road to see them laughing and smiling and, and be full of hope. Uh, they look healthier. Uh, they're making healthier choices. Um, that it's just, it's transformation and we get to witness that on a daily basis and it just doesn't get better than that. I don't think I could have said it better myself. That was amazing. So just yesterday marked the 78th birthday for AA, you know, and, and speaking of AA and 12-step programs, how important you think that would be continuing that aftercare, you know, that they've received during treatment, that they continue on in that kind of fellowship of sobriety? Well, it's, it's uh, you know, AA seems to work the best for the most. It's not the only thing out there, but uh, for many of our clients, uh, they're not going to live long enough to find something better. Although we do offer other things 
recovery pathways for them besides AA. But but following that that continuing care plan is, is it's everything. You know, once, once you, treatment actually lays down a foundation for what the client's going to be doing when they leave treatment. And this is not a disease that goes away. Uh, there's a huge correlation between stress and relapse and, and uh, life today in this country is very stressful. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very fast paced. Uh, there's lots of pressures put on an individual and having the support, ongoing support of a 12-step fellowship, 12-step uh, design for living, as, as they say, uh, has, has made all the difference for our clients and what we've seen. So it's going to be extremely important that they follow that, that uh, uh, care plan that, that is going to emphasize a reliance on uh, peer support. And uh, our clients are doing that long before they leave treatment. We don't we don't ask them to do something they've never done when they've left treatment mm -hmm. because many people won't. Yeah. Uh, but having that experience while they're in treatment makes it a lot more accessible. It makes it a lot more comfortable for them, and it's just part of their routine. So when they leave treatment, it's not a big shock or a big change. Uh, addicts don't really like change. And uh, but the, by the time they leave treatment, they've been coping with change quite well. Yeah. And having that ongoing support because change is going to be an ever-present part of our lives, uh, that ongoing support is going to help them navigate those changes. Well, thank you for your time today. I surely appreciate you and all the work that you do for Balboa Horizons. Um, that's it. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Marvin. Uh, let's do this again soon. You got it.